Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome to Just Crypto. Uh, this is the show where we have honest conversations with creators, builders, and artists within the crypto community uh, with the intent to elevate the humanity of those of us who are pushing the uh, world forward uh, in crypto. Uh, we'll get some time to uh, learn about our amazing guests and the projects that they're, they're working on. But before we jump into that, I'd like to introduce my co-host and producer, uh, Daniel. Hello, people. This is Daniel at S-A-D-A-S-A-N-T on Twitter. And just a kind of reminder that uh, nothing we say here is financial advice. And uh, please do your own research. Um, today, we have the very special people of the Faceless Many a project on the Elbra network. Um, so, Evan, go ahead. <laughs> Well, thank you so, so much for having us on today. It's a pleasure to be hosted by you, by Vanessa. I'm joined with my colleague here, Mac, and Mahir is going to be joining us in a minute. We're excited to talk to you. Yeah, likewise. Uh, you know, I do have to admit of, of all the NFT projects and all the projects that I've been following, uh, the Faceless Mania is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, in, in celebration of this conversation, I was out searching Dead Rare, looking for another dupe, uh, which I found in a quiet. <laughs> that <laughs> has been hunter. my mission. <laughs> mission of late. Uh, but before we, we, we dive into that, you know, I'd love to get to learn a little bit more both, you know, Evan and Mac about uh, your journey into crypto and, and kind of how you found yourself at the cusp of forming the Faceless Many. So, uh, you know, uh, Mac, welcome. I, I don't know if you wanted to go first and share some of your story. Sure. Yeah. Thank you guys both, Vanessa, Daniel, for, for having us. Uh, it's an honor to be here. I'm sorry I was a little bit late. I had some, uh, I'm, I'm actually at my wife's parents' house in Bakersfield, California, if any of you are privileged enough to know where that is. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I started my crypto journey in 2017. Uh, the first coin I ever bought was Litecoin actually uh fun bit of trivia yeah it, it made the most sense to me my friend um said that it's the third coin that's going to go on coinbase which is the de facto kind of place to buy crypto in america so it just seemed like a smart play uh and it was it it went on like a you know 5x or something like that so since then i was i was hooked uh and then i lost a lot of money in 2018 so then i was even i was <laughs> you know i was i was i was vengeful at the crypto market so i was even more interested in it and um you know in uh early 2021 last year i started trying to make just educational videos on tiktok and um that kind of blew up and and what led me to create the faceless crypto community and from that that's where i met people like evan and alex and all the guys you see on the faceless many team and we started the NFT project late, what, fall last year? That's right. So, uh, so yeah, it's been it's been at least six months that we've all been working together in a serious capacity towards a single unified goal. But I've known these guys for all about a year now. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. Evan, share a little bit about how you got started and what the first coin was that you ended up buying. Yeah, I uh, am pretty typical. Um, in 2017, I bought some Bitcoin and I also bought a little while after some Ethereum, but only, you know, to get a little exposure. I really didn't understand blockchain. I didn't buy much. It was a, a very small amount. And I was mostly investing in stocks at that time and also investing just kind of loosely, trying to understand investing, be smarter with my money, make a plan for it. And it wasn't until 2020 that I really started to learn about blockchain and pay attention to the crypto space. After uh, the kind of run up at the end of that year going into 2021, I also picked up BNB. I was a DGen on the Binance Smart Chain <laughs> for a couple of months. 
And the biggest sort of aha moment in terms of investing for me came, Mac and I were talking about this the other day, when I invested in SafeMoon. I heard about it, got in early, and uh, just happened to time the market right. I did about a 15X. And at that point, I started to realize how volatile the market was and how imperative it was for me to really understand what was going on here if I was going to invest my money, how to do it smartly, how to move things around, and came to the Faceless Crypto Discord community after I saw Mac on TikTok. And I want to share just a quick insight about the kind of guy that Mac is and the kind of community that Faceless Crypto is. Um, a while into that journey, I had started creating content to share with others like me how they could get involved. And I remember posting a promotional video about a talk we were going to do saying, ah, Mac Lorden, the founder of Faceless Crypto, his Discord community is great. And Mac responded and said, my Discord, he said, it's your Discord community. And that ethos of this is your community, whoever you are, whether you're a Solidity developer or you're someone's grandma who just learned about Bitcoin, this is a great place for you to come and find engaging conversations, free <coughs> education, and not have to worry someone's going to try to sell you something. And, and you know, I... I told Mac I, I loved Faceless and when he reached out about taking it to the next level, I said, man, I'd, I'd sweep the floors if I thought it would help. So, <laughs> you know, here we are. Let, let, well let me said. ask you just one moment. So um, the Faceless crypto, you said the Discord community, is, this a, is it the one that I'm showing here? That yeah. is exactly it. Okay, perfect. And uh, just so people can get there, um, it'll be on the Faceless crypto.com, is that correct? Just yes. um, making sure. Okay, cool. Uh, also, if people want to follow you uh, on Twitter, uh, in me. case of Evan is Evan underscore man on Twitter, and in case of Mac is Mike Lorden on Twitter. We also have um, me here here, but he'll he'll join us in a bit. And it's it's me here um, <laughs> in the, the English how it sounds right, like me here one one four on Twitter. All right, just taking that out of the screen now. Thank you. Awesome, and just a you know shout out to everyone who's watching. We do have a few folks that are, uh, are joining us as well. Uh, very much a, a, a dialogue here that we love to encourage. So if you want to drop a hi into the chat, if you have any uh, questions for the folks at the Faceless Mini or any comments, uh, we'll definitely be able to showcase those on the show as well. So feel free to interact kind of as much or as little as you'd like in the show. Uh, we we see them here kind of dropping in and out. Maybe it's the you know trans. Atlantic or Trans-Pacific, whichever direction yeah. the, the wires are going to get to us. So when he does join, we'll, we'll go ahead and in, introduce him as well. Um, but while we're, we're getting started there, I, I'd love to hear a, a little bit more about the genesis of the idea for uh, faceless crypto uh, in, in general that I guess was was the start of everything and that led into the faceless many. So I can I can take that. The you know Part of what Evan was touching on, I think faceless is such a good name for it because I never wanted it to be about my personal ego and and a good way to kind of take that away is to take the, the face out of it, you know? Um, so the, the whole faceless though brand started um, because uh, I was talking to, I was talking to my wife on the way home. We just uh, went and um, had there with a friend about an hour and a half away. So it was a long ride home. And, um, I was just thinking, you know, it would be really cool to start a company or a business or a community that was, you know, basically trying to do the mission that the Faceless Many is doing. But the line that I said is, 
I'm, you know, I'm just one of the faceless many that, uh, that, that is trying to rise up and fight back against, you know, the tyranny or the, the corruption of the big banks. And so that was like, oh, wow, faceless. You know, I kind of like that, that idea. That's, that's a really interesting concept that we could nice. do some branding around and everything like that. So it really just came with just trying to be one of the many and making it not about me because at the time, you know, I had a, a considerable TikTok following, but I, I didn't want it. I wanted it to be something that everyone could take ownership of and not just be like, oh, you know, Team Mac and then just, just <laughs> building up my, <laughs> you know, my personal cult. Um, so that was where the naming convention came from after then it quickly became a kind of uh fun place for people to just hang out and talk crypto and you know we went through an absolute roller coaster of a year last year with you know first quarter everything was great second quarter once may hit it was really bad <laughs> and there was just a lot of <laughs> things to talk about at any given moment so we quickly found out there was a bunch of people that had niches with DeFi and um you know nfts and um you know, layer ones and trading and all kinds of things like that. So um, around the fall, I, you know, I'd been looking to try and do an NFT for myself personally, just to just a one that that I wanted to do just to kind of scratch that itch. And so I asked the community if there were any artists that could help us out with, you know, help me out with an NFT. Um, and so Carlos raised his hand. God bless that man. Um, and he's like, yeah, I have some experience, you know. And uh, he shows this portfolio and it's like things that you would find in like Pixar's top 10 list. It's just incredible artwork that's that's very top tier. And uh, soon after he sent me some samples, I, I was just thinking, you know, this, this is so much bigger than myself. So um, I wanted to kind of develop a, a, a team and see if we could all do something together. And I asked if there were people in the community who wanted to help take it to the next level. And um, people like Evan and Mahir and, you know, the other ones, Michael, Alex and Joe just raised their hand. And they're like, yeah, I want to help. So literally everyone on the Faceless Many team, we have a team of 11 now, including um, uh, an intern. But everyone on there started as a volunteer, started by just saying, hey, I want to I help out with no promise of rewards or future glories. I so, love that. I love that the kind really of ethos cool. of the community at the start and how you reached out to make it ours, not yours, uh, led to essentially people joining you um, for free initially and, and, and becoming part yeah. of that mission. I think it's it's a very uh, on-brand Genesis story, as it were. It's, yeah, and it's a testament to them, too, because they, you know, I, I, I so appreciate them taking the time because we were we had started to meet actually for several weeks before the NFT project came along. We, we were trying to, to take Faceless to something that could be a great hub for a lot of people, you know, a, a lot of resources and, um, and, and, and community, um, you know, ethos that, that could round, that could get people around the table and, and have these conversations that need to happen. And, um, you know, it wasn't until months in that there was an idea for how this could be a, something that could make you money. So that was really cool for me too, because it's like, man, these, these guys, you know, you can trust them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's awesome. And, I, you know, I just want to uh, point out that we have had our final guest uh, overcome the technical challenges to join us. Mihir, welcome. It's fantastic to, to have you on the show. Um, I'd wonder if you'd be up for kind of sharing just a little bit of your journey and, and how you found kind of crypto and how you found your way to faceless crypto and faceless many, just so people could get to know you a little better. Yeah, of course. Firstly, Huge apologies for the technical issues. I just mm. could not get it working for some reason. And I work in tech, so that's embarrassing. 
Um, <laughs> but so essentially, I guess the story of how I got started in crypto was um, in back in 2017, I stumbled on a um, infamously beautiful coin. Some of you may know as XRP. Um, <laughs> infamously um, beautiful. <laughs> uh, it, uh, I, I'm, it's not my proudest moment to say that was my first foray into crypto but um i really just got chilled into the xrp army on reddit um and i guess i started learning about like crypto and bitcoin ethereum etc etc so back in 2017 i sort of you know started my first investment journey um and then of course with the big crash um and you know all crypto sort of plummeting in the market i sort of lost hope in crypto and i was just like oh my god is this just another ponzi scheme investment so i sort of strayed away from crypto for the next few years and of course my xrp never reached its highs again of course <laughs> um but then back again in 2020 um you know i was just scrolling through tiktok and then i started seeing a lot of t um, crypto content and i started you know following the whole bitcoin ethereum cardano journeys again and i started researching into sort of the actual technology and crypto is much better um and you know through tiktok i actually stumbled across mac um at mac i think you were one of my the first one of the first few crypto influencers i ever followed on the app um and you know he was talking about this amazing community that was you know the faceless crypto community so i was just like you know what I'll give this a shot. I'll give this a try. And I, I jumped in the community and I guess, you know, it's, it's been a fun time ever since. And there was only, there's a lot less of us back then, but you know, we've made some great friends along the way. And, you know, one day Mac was just like, Hey, you know, we're thinking of building something bigger. We're thinking of building a financial revolution. Um, who wants to volunteer, who wants to be part of it. I put my hand up. I was like, Hey, look, um, you know, Mac has taught me a lot from, you know, an education perspective. I know I want to volunteer and sort of help educate people in the same way. So I volunteered and, um, yeah, now here we are. Awesome. That's, I mean, that's fantastic to, to gather, you know, from the initial learning about XRP and I apologize for that experience <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to getting to the point where you're actually part of the financial revolution. Now, most NFT projects don't have you know, 10, 11 people uh, working on them. Uh, so, you know, I'm wondering if you could, you know, perhaps uh, you or Evan or Matt could share a little bit about how you came to be such a large team and, and how that team works in terms of the, the different responsibilities. Well, you know, the, the initial team was just like Max said, where he put out this kind of call and some of the more active members of our community responded. There were, it was Mac, it was Alex, the Heliomancer, it was me here, it was myself, it was uh, Michael, the maestro, and Joe, the guide. And we started talking, that was like the core group. And then it became clear, obviously, we needed some development talent. Um, and so we started building up a development team. And the team that you see now, like Mac said, um, is comprised of those core architects, the artist Carlos Nieto, three developers, one of whom is a member of our community, the machine who just started <laughs> building cool stuff for us. And then Elrond celebrity Johnny Rocker came on <laughs> as an intern when he saw what we were doing and, and wanted to be a part of it. So, so it was intentional, certainly, 
in the sense that once we assembled, we knew that we needed particular skill sets. And it was really imperative to us to, um, to vet people that everybody was doxxed and to have, I think, I, honestly, we, we lucked out. Alex often says, could you imagine trying to hire a Michael or an Evan or a Mahir? We lucked out that we all have this very diverse but complementary skill set. Um, so it's par- partially intentional, but also just serendipitous. We got, we got really fortunate. That's awesome. And just a, just a few comments from the community here. Uh, you know, Amber, best team in the space. Uh, you know, yeah. welcome, Amber. And hey, yeah, Amber. definitely a, a ton of great folks that I've been fortunate to follow your journey as well. Uh, Jonas and CL are also here. Great to have you um, as well as part of the, the, the conversation. Um, so you've got, you know, this, this great group of folks and you're throwing around ideas. At which point did it become, you're going to build an NFT collection and this is what the NFT collection is going to look like? That conversation really, I mean, we saw the first preview. I, I got the preview from Carlos and I said, this is insane. So then <laughs> I just showed it to everyone else and like, whoa, that's nuts. So that's basically how all of our, <laughs> all of our <laughs> NFTs have gone. I mean, it, the, the, there's something in the horizon too, which I, it, which is the same way, you know, it's, I got a sample and I showed it to the team and they're like, okay, that's uh, incredible. And, and then it just kind of goes from there. So, um, yeah, the, the the faceless, you know, a lot of the things came in in piecemeal. You know, the faceless many, we didn't know to call it that until probably a couple weeks in um, mm-hmm. after we'd gotten the artwork. So, you know, it's just different. Things come at different time. We didn't really get the full ele- elevator pitch, you know, like the rev point system. That was something that we developed along the way. Um, but we just knew that once we had Carlos working on different assets and different ways to do this, you know, like the quantity, th- there's just so many different variables that you have to nail down to make an NFT a success. And those kind of just came along the way. And each person, like Evan said, has a very different skill set that complements the whole team. So it just makes for this really robust kind of, you know, presentation. Well, and I would add to that, that Carlos showed this art to Mac and Mac showed it to us. And it was this image of, of the male character from the collection with the sword overhead and the earth cleaved in two. And I really vividly remember the meeting when we were talking about, so we had decided we wanted to do an NFT as the first step of Faceless Crypto's roadmap, because that would help us unite a community around a story. It would help us raise some capital that we could invest in other endeavors. And we were kicking around the idea. And I remember... I don't remember who said what, but I remember Mac was had told us the story of Faceless Crypto because we'd said, well, well, what's the what's the mission? What's the story? And we all got hooked on the Faceless Many and it became, well, that's the collection right there. These are the Faceless Many. They have come to divide the earth with this new light, this new understanding of blockchain technology to make it whole again, make it better than it was before. And and little things came like that. I remember the the, in that conversation, I had this idea for like, in the beginning, there was only darkness. And then the trailer uh, video that you may have seen has like come yeah. from that. We worked on it, we tweaked it, but the idea was like a lightning bolt. The faceless many, ah, yes. Um, very cool That's stuff, yeah, the, very the, inspirational. The, the faceless many wasn't a hard stretch either because the mission statement for faceless crypto is to lead the financial revolution and empower the faceless many. So the the faceless many those three words was in the mission statement which has been you know used a lot just for faceless crypto which was the community turned you know business 
Yeah, and for, for those who haven't seen the art, Daniel's got some of the artwork up here, uh, you know, from my perspective, just stunning and, and, and different and unique in a, a lot of respects. Um, but I'm curious how you landed on the, you know, 8,064 number. Um, and I, I'm wondering if you could also talk a little bit about the mint price, which these days has become uh, definitely a topic of conversation amongst the Elrond community, not specific to the Faceless Mini, but in general across lots of different projects. Evan, Mahir, do we tell her where 8064 came from? Because I feel like there's so much community <laughs> speculation, we'd be killing yeah. a lot of chat. <laughs> That's the I'll, reason uh, the whole community is going to tune in and watch the videos. So, yeah, I, mean, I know. There's a way to get your story out there. Come find out the secret behind the 8064. Evan and Mahir, I'll, I'll leave that one to you guys. What do you think? Oh, God. Okay. Um, well... Initially, we were trying to decide on, you know, what our ideal number was. Do we do 2,000? Do we do 10,000? We were like, hey, you know, 2,000 is very less of a number. 10,000, you know, that's, that's too much. Everyone's dropping a 10,000, yeah. um, you know, collection and sort of trying to do as many numbers as possible. Um, and Mac, don't hate me for this. But at one point, I think this is from what I remember. At one point, Mac just dropped the number 8,064. And we're like, why 8,064? And he's just like, it just sounds like a cosmically ideal number. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and really, I think 8,064, and people will be like, what the heck? But it really just spawned from the number just giving us all the right intention and us being like, okay, 8,064 sounds <laughs> great. It has great vibrational energies to it. Um, and it does. That's how it started. Well, and I think it's a good example too of how like a lot of this stuff was very intentional and some of it was serendipitous. And what I really like just about the whole medium of NFTs is that you can do something serendipitously like that. And then if you build a culture around quests and puzzles and discovering the truth, people will take that and run with it and add to it in ways that you, people would speculate about 8,064 and, and come up with all these really rich things that we were like, okay, works for us. You know, that we wouldn't have thought of that make the story so much more interesting. Uh, should yeah. I cut out that last part and, and, and just make it a mystery? You and should. Do a new question? <laughs> yeah, just, just yeah, you should replace out. it with how much is it worth to you? We're taking eagles. <laughs> Highest bidder gets the secret. The, uh, I, the I other really thing. Like the, oh, go ahead. Just quickly, the, the, how it separates nicely the main collection from the special one of one NFTs. That's, that's uh, what I was going to say. Yeah. The, the vault, the, uh, the, the 64 part of it. That was an idea that we had because, and, and it turned out to be an amazing idea. Um, I think that every every collection, not every collection, but many collections should have a vault of their own. And basically the 8,000 is what was minted publicly and the 64 are like unique one of ones that are reserved for special community members, for giveaways, for um, you know strategic partners, that kind of stuff. So you can really be artsy with it and um and actually currently we're we're working on some uh, some additional utility for the vaults so those who've received a vault besides getting something that looks totally unique like a santa claus one or or a arachnid man one um you know it can it can now have something special too so that's that's in the works but as far as where we went with the price you know this is an academy award-winning emmy award-winning artist and we have 
10 people on our team who are excellent at what they do. Anything less than one e-gold is just a crime, if you ask me. So we know what we're worth. Um, that's, that's, that's the price. Just going over the team quickly. Uh, so Carlos is the artist. Um, mm -hmm. I really like the, the this is like his uh, picture is quite emblematic, I think. Besides that, uh, Mac, you're here. Uh, the Heliomancer, Alex, you, you, you mentioned him. Um, you just want to give a, a shout out to everyone in the team. Yes. Evan, you're here. Uh, Michael is the, ma the maestro? The maestro. Maestro. The maestro. Nice. I really like the names. Uh, where do they come from, I wonder? <laughs> we we just thought it would be a fun way to you know they're they're first of all we disdain corporate titles and you know what we all do so many different jobs that we thought it would be a really fun way to add to the story these are the architects of the faceless many oh. and uh so you know each architect has a, a special name that reflects their role and i personally i had a list of like 500, you know, superlatives like Nightwalker and Wraith Singer and, you know, like, like lore <laughs> names that you would have that sound epic and intense. And we just kind of let everyone pick what they liked. Here's the thing. Nice. All of us at some core level are nerds, which is why this is so fun. You know, it's, it's, it's equal parts business and equal parts fantasy. Because you have to, you have to figure out how to market. You have to figure out how to sell and how to talk to people and how to manage a community. But it's also like, look at these characters. Look what swords and weapons and backgrounds and armor we can create. What's the story that we're crafting around this? You know. So it's 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 a lot of fun. I think the Scrivener probably is the coolest name I've ever heard. So he definitely gets the win for that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and on that website actually, it's 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 a bummer we didn't get it done yet, but it's going to happen this weekend. But we're actually going to overhaul the website. Um, a lot of those uh, those uh, team pictures and the roadmap and everything like that is going to be updated. So be sure to check that. Yeah, we'll probably have this. it replaced with uh, our Vault NFTs. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so it's that was time. part of the gig too. Carlos did a custom NFT for each of the team members. So, like the Maestros is one I really like. You know, it's him as a Maestro with the long coattails and the the little wand. You know, and he's he's <laughs> kind of conducting the faceless many behind him. It's it's really cool. Awesome. I'm really looking to seeing forward to seeing all of those. I think I've seen a couple of the the vault NFTs for for some of the architects, but I don't think I've seen all of them yet. So I'll yeah. watch for that. Yeah. Um. So you 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 launched the, the the project. You you've got the collection size. You've got the collection type. And you know things don't always go smoothly on on launch day. Uh, what happened? Tell us the story uh, of of launch day. And I think you all turned it off for a little bit and then turned it back on. Certainly, yeah. Where would we where would we be without a little bit of drama on the uh, on the initial launch? You know, the thing is, <laughs> basically, every NFT project is a startup that's that's basically charged with launching a a seven figure functionality on the first try. <laughs> you know, um, so it it really is quite a tall order. What happened is we we have three developers. One of them. Um, was specific to blockchain. So he knew a little bit about the blockchain for sure, but the other two didn't. Um, however, the Elrond ecosystem was something that was a bit newer for us. So we ended up trying to build, not trying, we, we succeeded, but we built our own database to avoid the smart contract issue. 
at the time, there was a lot of rarity sniping and there was a lot of um, bot front running. And what that means is people were going on, you, I'm, you know this, Vanessa, but uh, just for your audience, people were going on and before the mint was publicly available or as it was publicly available, they could say, ooh, I can see these traits are much rarer than the others. I'm going to go ahead and go directly through the smart contract and, and snatch that NFT, thus making it a non-random mint and unfair for everyone. So we wanted to avoid things like that and bots. Um, and we also wanted to cater to the developmental skill sets that we had at the time, which uh, both of our, our, our uh, Solidity guy, our, our NFT guy, and our backend, you know, non um blockchain developer both new c sharp so we built a system um what happened though is that for better or for worse it was just you know there, there were there were a lot of oversights in the code so um the first one had some problems like there were a few duplicates that went out um some people were getting nfts without paying for it because there was just really just an experience um so i came in and said look let's just shut this thing down over Christmas, we're going to get eight days to re. And uh, just like that, the suspense is building. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get eight <laughs> days to do something. No one's quite sure what it is yet. Um, but the, the faceless mini <laughs> Can you hear me now? Offline. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Somebody called and it completely torpedoed the, uh, the, the, the experience. Um, <laughs> so, so eight days I said, and granted this was over Christmas. So I was like, I was basically looking to Trev. Trevor is the, uh, builder in the, um, in the discord. He doesn't talk much in there because he's usually building things, but basically he and the maker were tasked with completely building from scratch a new system. Um, and that was done over Christmas and it was done right next to me on the launch day, which I think was the 28th, the phase two. So, you know, we did some giveaways. We, we tried to make the community as happy as possible and say, look, we're going to, we're going to do this right. And I was sitting next to Trevor as he was coding all of this in frantically, um, you know, trying to get everything done. And, and, and I was like, okay, man, you know, uh, it's, it's launch time. Are we ready? And he's like, no. So I was like, okay. And every time, every single time there's some kind of launch, the, the devs are working on it. And the architects, like people like me and Mahir and Evan and Alex have to face the community and deal with their ire. So, so I'm trying to think of a way to say like, Hey guys, it's coming soon, you know, but I have no idea when that's going to be because Trevor has no idea when that's going to be. So he's frantically doing this, <laughs> you know, I'm like, Hey, you know, uh, what do you think? An hour, 30 minutes. And, and I keep breaking his concentration. So I'm like, uh, okay, I don't know what to do. So basically an hour passes, two hours passes, something like that. And he just looks at me and he goes, okay, go. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's ready. <laughs> I was like, dude, I've been asking you for two hours for like a 15-minute warning at least. <laughs> and then finally I was like, okay, we're live. So um, I send it. Nice. And, then, uh, and then from then on, it was no problems. Um, so that was a, a pretty good system we had built. And then for the allies, there was something else. That was, a, that was an API thing that we hadn't um, run into just with uh, the timing out. And, you know, we always try to – take as much ownership as we can for the problems that come up. Because at the end of the day, it's our project, it's our product, 
that we're selling and we need to, to you, you know we need to do this as flawlessly as possible so i'd say with each one we're learning more and more about things to avoid and pitfalls to kind of circumnavigate so that this doesn't happen again that with allies there were a few things with the with uh, you know kind of not having insight into the api and not being aware of certain things because there's in some capacity been a lack of communication to the Elrond developers. Um, Vanessa, I know you have a lot of experience in tech, but I don't know if you're in the trenches necessarily, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a journey for sure. But I, I think for this next one, we're going to, everyone's going to be very pleasantly surprised for sure. Yeah. And I think one of the things for me that's most impressive about the whole journey is you, you've taken a situation which, which could be pretty dire, like the, the minting of dupes and you've turned it into kind of a, a meme and a almost a store of value for some of those particular nfts and uh, you know i'm wondering if uh, you know maybe here evan uh, you could talk a little bit more about how you thought about that aspect of it and how you kind of turned around that conversation yeah well i think you know as to what you were saying vanessa we really in terms of turning around the situation i think one unique thing we did was when you have a bad mint often with many projects a bad mint leads to untrustworthiness in the community and communities um you know starting to doubt the project and the team itself with us i think it was actually quite the opposite i think due to the complexities difficulties that we encountered with the mint the community actually um, gained more trust in us and that's because we went through a you know something that i've never seen any other project do before we went through a 30 plus hours straight 24 7 community call where we just stayed up yeah voice chat um we stayed up for over 30 hours straight just on voice chat you know tending to every single person's need answering every single person's question we were you know in the general chats and the help support chats every single day at every single moment you know if one of us went to sleep another person would take over across time zones, everything. And we sort of took, you know, the, you know, the the sort of difficult mint into an event where we really gained the community's trust. Um, and we built, you know, this notion of, hey, anything could go wrong, but we have the architects there to lend support to us at all times. Um, so I really think the, the difficulties in mint actually did benefit us quite a bit in that aspect. Um, in terms of duplicates, actually, I remember this very clearly. I was, uh, I was in the theater watching, um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, you know, I was in, I was watching Spider-Man No Way Home and I look in chat and I see, oh, hey, there's duplicates, by the way. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. no. Um, and I'm, I'm Australian. So this was like 3 a.m. American time. I like leave Spider-Man. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm missing Spider-Man. I run out of the, um, I run out of the theater and like, I just start calling Alex, the Helio Mancer. I'm like, and he picks up, he's like, hello, who's this? And I'm like, oh, hey, I'm from Australia. We have an issue. Um, and you know, the team mobilized immediately. Alex basically got up at like 2 a.m. We gathered around as many people as we could. And we sort of did the same thing. We at like 2 a.m. American time, you know, whatever time zone it may be, we got on a call and we just started brainstorming again for seven hours straight. We sat there and said, hey, this is the issue. What can we do to rectify it? You know, how can we sort of 
eliminate these duplicates or let them stay while also providing value to the duplicate holders um, and the rest of the community in terms of rarity. And sort of after an eight hour phone call, we sort of decided upon the method of, hey, perhaps we can leave the duplicates as it is for the people who want to collect it, but also perhaps we can let people who do want to sort of, you know, change their duplicates into something unique, perhaps we can just let them upgrade it as we go along. But, you know, the solution may seem simple, but really we considered, you know, 50 different solutions, 50 different methods. And we yeah. sort of really, you know, sat there for eight hours straight to come up with this. But yeah, I'm so glad you, you mentioned the uh, decision making process because that it, it really was a trying time because it wasn't just that it was it was it was several issues with with the code on the first time around. And, you know, it, it, you have the ability to go and like destroy that person's duplicate. We can do that. <laughs> so but but again that you know you 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 if you cross that line what do you have to deal with you know a year or two in the future um so it, it really was quite a quite a challenging decision but yeah it, it, like you guys mentioned big shout out to evan to mahir to joe uh to michael and, and the other guys because those guys i i know it was at least 36 hours mahir but wow. the the continued voice chat support we're just you know because a lot of times these these mints, there's a problem, and there's just no word from the people doing it. It's like, what the heck is going on, you know? And and these guys were there saying, "Hey, this is exactly what's going on. We're aware. We're here with you. Hold our hand, you know. Let's let's chill. Let's eat some olives." It's amazing. Yeah, and even a comment in the chat, right? You you've gained the the trust of the community. It's not the fact that something goes wrong. It's how you handle it, and you all handle it pretty tremendously, uh, in in my perspective. Um, so let's move on from from some of the challenges to talk a little bit more about the project itself and the utility that you imagine. Uh, you know, Daniel's ready to talk a, a little bit or at least show some of the RevPoint stuff. But I'm wondering if you could share like how you came up with the idea of RevPoints, what it is for folks who aren't familiar with how RevPoints work in the Faceless Mini. Mac, I think you explained this one best, man, in the context okay. of like an arcade. I would love to hear it again. Sure, sure. So, yeah, the, the RevPoints idea was, I don't know where I, I, I initially drew the inspiration from, but it's just, the, the concept is simple. If you own a faceless many, so the idea is that the, the faceless many NFT is your ticket to the financial revolution. If you have this, then congratulations, you're now in the ecosystem and you're going to be able to benefit in a multitude of ways. The way that that can kind of get parsed out while simultaneously incentivizing long-term holders is if there is a daily reward. So what happens is for every faceless many NFT you own, you will earn 100 rev points per day. So nice. if you have two faceless manys, you're going to get 200 rev points every day just by holding it in your wallet. The interesting thing is that <clears throat> with because Elrond's NFT marketplace is not launched yet, all we have are third-party options. And to sell those, you have to take it out of your wallet and put it on the market for sale, thus not earning you any rev points. So we inadvertently developed a kind of like automatic staking mechanism whereby nice. just holding your NFT in your wallet is earning you rev points every day. Now, those NFT or those rev points are thought of as like tickets at a Dave & Buster's 
um, or a carnival. You know, I don't know how far Dave and Buster's has reached. I don't know if it's in <laughs> Australia or, or the, the uh, European uh, countries, but it's, uh, it's, it's just like any arcade, you know? So once you earn enough points or, or tickets or whatever, you go to the ticket booth and you can cash that out for prizes. So nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So like we, we recently launched our rev points marketplace and that was how people could use their earned rev points just from holding faceless many NFTs in their wallet. Yeah. And you can see on screen, you know, you can buy one of these allies, which is where we partnered up with three other top NFT projects, the, the no guns, the Meyer punks and the Elron ducks, or you could even use it for a physical item like an Oculus wow. quest Two. Uh, Ledger Nano X, a Travala gift card for three hundred bucks, and so more coming soon. And more coming soon. We're gonna we're gonna completely flood that marketplace with tons of different options for not only the the old holders, the the people who've been with us since the beginning, but the new ones as well. Um, you can also kind of think of it like Delta Sky Miles. Uh, you know, you can use your miles to purchase different things. That's going to be a very similar concept, but with us. The hard work is over. You just buy the NFT and you just wait, you know, or buy the ally nice. that can also uh, bring your rev points every day. Can I add yeah. something to that real quick? Oh, sorry, Vanessa, please go ahead. I was going to say yes, please, please, Evan. Well, the, the thing that just, just as we were thoughtful with communication when there were issues and thoughtful with storytelling in terms of how to help people overcome the issues with duplicates or figure out what can I do with this NFT? I think one of the things that I have really loved about our team is that everybody is really thoughtful about safety and risk and regulation. We see a lot of people doing a lot of things that expose their holders to unnecessary risk in terms of um, offering promises of future profit, treating things like securities. And we were really deliberate about not wanting to, for example, create a RevPoints token right away or offer staking for NFTs in order to figure out the safest and best ways to reward people so that, you know, a year from now when all the subpoenas go out, nobody from the faceless many is going to be standing before a court in trouble and nobody's going to lose anything they've gained because of what we've done. Um, that was another thing about RevPoints making it a raffle ticket that only has value within this ecosystem, but which does have value um, to make it compliant, to make it safe, was really intentional on our part and something that I'm so grateful to have, like the, the colleagues yeah. we do and the community that we do to contribute to that. It was brilliant. Well said. Yeah, and I the, think even... Oh, go ahead, Mihir. Oh, no, the, I was just going to add on to that and just say that the biggest issue with the SEC. Now, granted, some of these are, are located in Europe, so they may not have to deal with the, the wrath Where's of the SEC. Where's my disclaimer screen here? <laughs> None of this is financial <laughs> and legal right. advice. Right. No, but we, we consulted with a lawyer. We have a lawyer. We've talked to him multiple times before we, we did this, you know. Um, but the, the, the thing is that a lot of times with securities, you know, it has to do with what you promise investors before the purchase of, of whatever, you know, thing they're purchasing. So, just because something is launching um, and we don't necessarily mention any explicit benefit doesn't mean that after the sale, we can't add on those benefits later. That's totally fine. It's the, nice. it's the promise of future rewards that really kind of puts it in securities territory. So just remember that with, our, with, with what's coming next. Awesome, awesome. And you know, I think as you, you talk about adding value, oh, did you have something flashing on the screen, Daniel? Oh, just- There we uh, go. Uh, I really like the art of the, of the allies. Yeah, there's those allies. Looking good. 
Yeah, so I, I mean, for folks who was, were stacking up the, the rev points, I think in the marketplace, initially, the even the Warriors, which is the lower tier of the allies, were selling for almost an e-gold or even half an e-gold. Um, mm -hmm. And so in terms of creating value that's, that's tangible, uh, some folks, I think, actually got to experience that value. Now, not everyone did. Um, but I'm wondering if you can talk a bit more about the the, the value beyond, uh, you know, selling it on a secondary marketplace that you imagine for the collection of the allies in particular. So the allies in particular, the different tiers of allies come with different benefits. Some tiers earn you a whitelist spot for the next launch. Uh, the Titan tier earns you a whitelist spot for all launches we do for life then the tiers in between earn you different amounts of rev points. Um, but as you said, Vanessa, the, the kind of utility that, that I think is really neat is that the people who bought the OG TFMs were able to accumulate rev points and then exchange for this asset that like our original assets, they own the IP to, they can use it commercially, commercially and they can go to a marketplace and sell it for Eagle. I, I saw early on, we were really excited because one of the, the Nogons, I don't remember if it was a hero or a champion tier, but had sold for like eight e-gold. And that was something somebody bought with rev points. So essentially for that one e-gold they paid to mint, because we talked about this, how can you justify a one mint, a one e-gold mint price? The answer I would say is partially because one of the things we're doing is creating additional value for those people that can be turned into tangible value, um, depending on how they use the assets they get. The other thing... I'm, I'm kind of missed. Go ahead, Daniel. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just going to say the other thing too is that th there is something that's coming that is called the corrupted, and we can't tell you much about it because we don't know much about it. But it's coming, and uh, <laughs> and those allies might be might be more important than you thought originally. That's 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 all we can really say. I think that's it a point like we're going to have to clip out and share because uh, <laughs> I know folks have been speculating a lot. So you, you can't tell us uh, when or what they look like or uh, how we're going to be able to access the corrupted or how they play into the lore. We don't know. They haven't revealed themselves to us. They may someday soon. But what has Fair been enough. revealed is has given us, you know, great pause and really leads us to believe that now more than ever, the many will rise up together, that we must lean on our allies, we must lean on each other because though we cannot see them clearly, it is clear that the corrupted and whoever is leading them, it is, it is a force to be reckoned with. You know, something that I'm seeing uh, as a theme in, in this team is that uh, you all come from the volatility and craziness of cryptocurrencies and then you, you know, join together and then you also build a space for others to join and learn uh, from the ones that already lived through the hardships of cryptocurrency, right? Um, so, and you, you, I, I'm, I'm so amazed by how uh, you have overcome the challenges that you have encountered. It's uh, that uh, when you share the story, it has always been through this like community approach where uh, you are together one-to-one -one with the community, you're no different than them. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm so excited to see what, what you guys will be developing uh, with this. I think it's 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 going great. It's really. Thank you. There's something else that I think you you've tackled that is an interesting challenge. I haven't seen a lot of NFTs 
NFT projects tackle, which is how to provide value to folks who are perhaps whales or folks who've been uh, loyal supporters since the beginning, as well as people just getting in for the first time. Um, and so I'd love to hear how you think about that problem, how you're tackling it, um, and how you think about adding utility to all different kinds of users in your community. Un unless any, uh, uh, Mihir, do you feel inspired to take this? Because if not, I can. Uh, yeah, I'll say a little bit. Um, well, in terms of rewarding the different types of holders, whether you're a long-term holder or a new holder, this is something we talk about absolutely daily um, within our internal admin group. Um, the Heliomancer especially, he brings up at least once a day, hey guys, how can we add extra um, additional value to OG holders? How can we add value to the Prometheans as they're known as in the Discord? Um, it's something we definitely consider daily. Um, and you know, there's lots coming for new users. We're always trying to add more value for original holders, but it's something that's considered every single day um, and we're working towards more and more stuff. But Mac, you go ahead. Yeah, and and I mean, just in addition to that, you know, we, we've we've kind of said internally and 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 then just recently externally as well. But we're not we're never anti whale. You know, um, this is a revolution. You need the common man, uh, but we're not going to you know spurn the uh, the people who have who have given us thousands of dollars and and you know tons of of confidence. You know, by by voting with their with their eagles. So. Um, we always have to think about both alternatives, um, but there's a way that we can kind of like structure it. And I think that the allies did a pretty adequate job of doing that, you know? So that's saying that based on the amount of rev points that you have, you can get more advantageous rewards because you've spent more money with us. So you should get a higher reward. That's, that, that's pretty simple. Um, however, something that we did to mitigate, you know, because we always want to empower everyone, not just the whales. So we'll do things like how we structured the Titans, right? The Titans are an ally, uh, but you couldn't, you cannot buy them. You could only win them. And the only way you could win a Titan was by buying any sort of ally with your rev points. So all, so basically that means that you could either buy it on the secondary markets for, I don't know, 0.2 e-gold or you can just hold a faceless many for like 10, 15 days and you would have enough. So in that way, we kind of empowered not only just the people who have one faceless many. And by the way, there's about a thousand wallets who have just one faceless many, which is a pretty, pretty cool uh, graphic to go by um, or, or number um, because we're, we're a very distributed NFT project. But um but, you know, so so by doing those things, by saying that, you know, we'll have these tiers so that the, the rich can get the, the really nice ones and the ones who don't have as many, whether it's because of their financial circumstances or because they don't have as much belief in us, um, you know, you can get still a reward, but not as just as epic as the as the ones who've, who've got, you know, 30 or 10 or however many NFTs. But we'll say anyone has a chance at getting something epic with all of our launches. And, you so, know, can I... Oh, sorry, Mac. I thought you were. No, I was just going to say that's a theme that's going to continue. I want to add too that beyond what we're doing with NFTs, again, the faceless many is just the first step of faceless crypto's roadmap. So you can't take it out of context. And among other things, we have a robust, always free 
educational infrastructure in our Faceless Crypto Discord community that we're building out on the website that many of us post on TikTok, we write articles, and we're working with people to expand those offerings so that even if you never hold an NFT at all, you can still benefit from being part of this community. Um, we just had a meeting the other day with a curriculum designer who, who, for a living, helps people organize their educational assets and think about how to make them more accessible to people. Um, we're pursuing grants for that. We're also building in the metaverse. You know how every NFT project tells you they're going to build a metaverse and they're going to get in the metaverse. We have seven <laughs> worlds in the metaverse that are available for anyone in our community to just check out, to explore and build in. We have a goal to onboard artists from our community, from other communities in the crypto space. My personal goal is that we can onboard a dozen different artists outside of this project to NFT collections, to the metaverse, um, and then millions of regular people to the metaverse spaces that we build or that our partners, Spatial IO, allow them to access for totally free. Um, all of those things are things we want to do. We want to explore every part of the Web3 blockchain space to say how we think it can be used for good. You know, crypto beyond currency, NFTs beyond art and JPEGs, to show people, you know, what the real financial revolution looks like. The truth is it's not going to be found in a, a project that you just keep flipping and flipping until somebody's left holding the bags. That's not what the revolution looks like. The revolution looks like rising up together. And there are many different ways that we want to illustrate what that looks like first for our community and our holders, but absolutely for the many who've yet to join us. It feels That's like fantastic. The, uh, go ahead, Daniel. It feels like the faceless many are, 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 are you know, learning from all the challenges and, and now setting the pace. And they're, you know, the faceless many as a community is like uh, the, the crypto space is now ours to some extent. And we set the, the pace and here's like how, how we, we, we can move forward together. Anyway, that's what I'm, I'm getting from the, the conversation. Yeah, and if you wanted to, to pop up the faceless many Twitter, I think recently there was a, a tweet Tweet storm, I guess, on the concepts that Evan's talking about, um, yep. and I, you know, I think you've elaborated on them very well. I'm wondering if there's kind of a takeaway for folks that you would you would say this is what success looks like. You know, at, at the end of rising up, what does success look like? I think success <clears throat> looks like a value engine that is created by the community that now allows you to change your financial circumstances. I think that something that we all have a part in creating and building and being able to get a lot of money out of it <laughs> is something that's in, incredibly valuable to people. Some people like the education, some people like the community, <clears throat> some people like the, uh, the financial opportunity that crypto provides, you know? Um, so what we're, out here to do is to build that system so that it eventually can run on itself. You guys give us your confidence. You, you, you buy into the projects that we sell. We use those resources that you've given us to make it better and give back to you guys and attract more users. It's just like, you know, I've, I've talked about this before, but it's just like any country. It's just like any business, you know, resources in, resources out. Our job is to continue taking what you guys have given us, the feedback, the, um, the, the, the confidence, the, the sense of community, the belonging, the, the e-gold, you know, and then turn that into something that's even more valuable. So success looks like, you know, 
we're multi-chain. It looks like we're not just the top NFT project on Elrond, but across the board. It looks like the faceless crypto coin, whatever that's going to be called in the future, is alive and well and thriving and people are making millions off of it. Uh, success looks like we have conferences that happen yearly, if not quarterly, where owning the NFT will get you in for free. It eventually will be a point where we'll have to, you know, there's not going to, there's only 8,064 NFTs. So we got to figure out <laughs> how to let more people <laughs> into the conference. Um, but, you know, it, it looks like uh, communities sprouting up all over the world. It looks like me going to France or Paris uh, or, or, or Germany or, or, you know, Romania or uh, Brazil and, and meeting hundreds of faceless many community members. There's a lot of different ways that this could be successful and we're aiming towards all of that via the faceless many as an nft ecosystem but also faceless crypto crypto as a crypto resource hub i love that you touched on so many ways to express value to people because different people value different things and everything from financial to community to being uh, you know being able to express that and have feedback acted yeah. on to real physical tangible events um, Mihira, I'm wondering if you have any other thoughts on, you know, perhaps for you personally, what would be the most fulfilling through the whole journey to becoming successful? Like what would you as a human feel most proud about? Um, look, I think Mac was spot on with his answer. I think, you know, for me and the entire architect team, I thoroughly believe the highest level of success for us is when we sort of provide um value to the community and as long as we continue to provide value to the community and sort of compound on that to create more financial wealth um for them and you know just a value in general that's really what success to us is but at the same time to me personally and i'm sure for the other team as well success is also flipping the script on nfts in general you know to us success is also being able to launch a project that not only provides value, but also changes the way that you think about NFTs and sort of, you know, shifts your perspective on NFTs, whether it's rarity, whether it's about selling your NFTs, whether it's about the art, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we first launched the Faceless Many um, and we started formulating the Faceless Many back when, you know, NFTs were profile pictures of just pixelated cartoon, bunny rabbits or whatever it may be right you know we aimed to launch art that was new that was fresh that was unique and we succeeded and just like that we're constantly trying to flip the script on nfts on rarity on everything so if we could sort of change people's perspective on nfts and really make them see nfts as sort of a you know a brand but also a way for brands to sort of exert their creative identity and sort of you know change the way that nfts work in general that would also be what success is to me yeah very very aspirational um i love okay. that e each and every one of you have thought uh, you know bigger than perhaps most people in the nft community even imagine i'm, I'm so excited to see like in in, in, a, in a couple of years to see you all going in those directions that you're uh, seeing because uh not everyone has uh, not only the vision but the 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 drive to see to make things happen right and you are definitely uh, delivering uh it's super exciting to see so we've yeah. had a, a great great conversation just the the last hour or so 
and I, you know, I want to be respectful of your y'all's time as well. But I'm curious if you have any parting words or something that maybe we didn't touch on that you'd like to touch on for just a little bit. I wouldn't mind answering just your last question to echo what my colleagues said and add to it. You know, my own journey in this space has been kind of fraught as I figure out what I want because I am most interested personally in wealth that has nothing to do with money. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people who are just so rich and so poor, just totally impoverished. And uh, I, I think that we have a real opportunity to create life-changing financial wealth for all kinds of people. But that is only one part of the picture for me personally. What I get most excited about is, is the potential here for pulling levers with tools like tokens and non-fungible tokens that enable us to build a stronger sense of identity, that allow us to tell stories in new collaborative ways, that allow us to build communities that because of the efficiencies tokens and non-fungible tokens give us to communicate, to exchange value, not just around currency, but around ideas, to address problems like global warming, to address problems like homelessness, to give people ownership of the work that they do, and then to share it, to protect it, to put it forward into the world. Really the chance to, when we talk about rising up, um, to rewrite this narrative and success for me looks like a future where people are creating those things together, all of them, people who look different, people who speak different, people who live different. If everybody in the future at that table looks like me and speaks my language, we did it wrong. But if it <laughs> looks like, you know, the faceless many and, and they've got power and a voice and you know, money and food to share and, and are all a community and see that we are not factions divided, but one group. That to me would be like, man, we, we really blew this thing up. The most abundant. The most all abundant. The axes. Yeah. Uh, Mac, did you have anything, last thing to add? Uh, that was that was beautifully said. Um, for all of your creative writing and heartfelt, uh, you know, uh, expression needs, you can contact the Scrivener in our Discord. Uh, <laughs> he is he is a a, a most gifted uh, man when it comes to anything kind of creative or or communicative, and uh, and I cherish him and of course Mahir. So um, no, I mean I I mean I guess I could use this opportunity to just give a big shout out to everyone on the team. I'm, I'm so thankful to be surrounded by such smart, illustrious, you know, dudes who are, are beautiful, so good at what they humble. do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beautiful, humble. Yeah. Handsome, rich. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, I just, I, I think to, to anyone watching out there, um, I would say that we're not stopping anytime soon. So if you have heard of us, if you haven't heard of us, if you're interested, now would be the time to get involved because our roadmap, we're ahead of schedule. We, we released a Q1, Q2 roadmap, and uh, we're, we're getting close to finishing that quite ahead of schedule, and we have a lot planned for the future. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Mihir, any last words? Um, no, I think, you know, everyone's said their beautiful words, and copied everything perfectly i think you know again as max said you know 
would like to thank the theme. We'd like to thank the community. You know, I think we have one of the best communities. I hope other other communities don't come for us. Um, but I, <laughs> you know, I think we have some of the the best community and community members. Um, we have community members that go out of their way to sort of, you know, we have people, you know, Vanguard members and emissaries in the community that sort of. When we're not around, they run the Discord for us, which is insane to think about. It's not these people's jobs in any way. They do it out of just pure love for the community. And it shows that we have a strong community in that. I think we have, out of 8,064 NFTs, we have around 300 for sale, I think. Don't quote it's me It's less that. than that, I think. Less yeah. than. Um, 206. I'm sorry, I'm in there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think about, right? I don't know what percentage that is, but it's it's such a low number. And it's especially like when you have whale wallets, it just shows that the community really believes in us. And, you know, we just, uh, we're going to keep working to provide value to you. And I uh, just wanted to thank you. And thank you both so much for having us on here. It's been great talking to you guys. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah uh, can't before wait. we go, go ahead. go ahead. I just say, can't wait to do it again. <laughs> Look yes, <at> please. Me. <laughs> me as well. <laughs> um, before we go, so remember to follow Evan Man at Evan uh, Evan underscore Man on Twitter, uh, Mac Lorden at Mac Lorden on Twitter, and here at me here one one four, and finally at the Faceless Manny on Twitter. Thank you for. And I'll uh, add just quickly. Us. I'm sorry, Daniel, but you know, for Mac and I, probably we're on Twitter, but most of our content lives on TikTok. We 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 like to just talk to people. I don't know. It's it's easier. So be sure to find sure. us there too. We both have a link tree in our bio. If you find us on Twitter, yeah. you'll find us there and you'll yeah. find us in the community. So we're, we're not hard. Nice. That's awesome. This conversation has been a blessing. You all are amazing. Thank you so much for spending time. And I definitely look forward to the next session. Maybe when the, when the corrupted poke their head out, we can have a conversation about that. I can't. Wait. I hope it. I hope it'll be safe to do so. But, you know, <laughs> pray for us. <laughs> Send <Godspeed>. allies. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys.